Darkness is all around us today. Whether it's the physical darkness of nighttime or it's the darkness of sin in a man's heart. Our world is filled with darkness. The Bible tells us that Satan was the one who brought that darkness. And it's his role to try to bring that darkness not only into our world, but into your heart and into my heart. Darkness is all around us. Light, then, is the most important thing in our lives. Because light, without it, we would just stumble through life. We would stumble into one problem after another. One area of sin after another. But light pierces the darkness. And where there's light, darkness cannot be. Where there's a beam of light, there is no darkness. And the Bible tells us that God is light. And in God, there is no darkness. Whether that's the darkness of the tomb, where everyone said and felt and thought that he's dead, it's dark. Lights are out. Or whether it's the darkness of sin in someone's mind, or whether it's the darkness in someone's heart, where there is light, no darkness can exist. Amen? Amen. And the very first command that God gave when He created the, the earth was this, let there be light. Amen. Amen. And suddenly and miraculously there was light. And that's what can take place in the human heart of everybody on this planet. If we would only let Jesus Christ into our hearts, into our lives, the darkness has to flee. Amen? Amen. It has to go away. And then when there was light, The Bible says Jesus came to earth. And he said, I am the light. I not only created the light, but now in this dark world of sin, I have come to be the light. I have come to pierce the darkness. I have come to drive out the darkness. I have come to overcome the darkness of the world. In fact, Jesus said it this way, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the, say it with me, dark. He said no one has to remain in the dark. Folks, there is a light that shines in the darkness 
And its name is Jesus. And the reason Jesus, the light, came was to drive out the darkness in your life and my life and to shine the light on God the Father. Amen? Amen. Only Jesus can pierce a person's darkness. Only Jesus, the light, can drive out a person's personal inner darkness. Only Jesus can shine a light in your life and show you the way to the Father. So today as we begin, pull out that message outline so you can take some notes. And and pass the baskets of pins from your chair down the aisle. Folks, I want you to take some notes. Because we're going to dive in to the fact that Jesus is God. And Jesus, as God, is the light. And he came to light up your life. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Write this down. The truth is this. You will have some dark days. You'll have some very dark days. In fact, Jesus promised that in this world, you will have trouble. You'll have some darkness. Everybody will. So in this world, you need Jesus. You need the light to show you the way through those dark days. There will be days when you just won't want to get out of bed. There will be days when you won't want to face another day. There will be a day when you just don't even want to see those that you love. You will have dark days. So today I want to talk with you about four kinds of dark days that you just might face. But then four kinds of ways that Jesus, the light, will drive away your personal darkness. Write this down. First, there will be a day of disappointment. There will be days when you are just flat out disappointed. And Job wrote about that. He said, I hope for happiness and light, but trouble and darkness came instead. Ever felt that way, anybody? (laughs) You hope for some good stuff, but all you got was trouble. Trouble in your life. And there's a lot of things that come in and disappoint us in our world. We hope for peace, but we live in a time of terrorists and war. We hope for prosperity, and yet we live in a time where jobs and salaries are diminishing, and yet expenses are rising. We live in a time when we hope for for better health care, but we watch costs go up and service diminish. We live in a time where we want to build strong families, but we watch the foundation of marriage attacked again and again and again. There's disappointing things in life. The fact is, sometimes life is just disappointing. Sometimes life just doesn't work out the way we planned for it to work out. Sometimes life just doesn't work itself out. And your life just ends up messed up. You will have some dark days. First of all, days of disappointment. But then secondly, days of distress. You know, lots of people face days that move from what I call normal amounts of stress to distress. The the, the needle moves way over and pegs in this area of distress. And David writes about that and he says, I have cried desperately for help, but it just doesn't come. Ever felt that way? Yeah, it just doesn't come. You cry, you ask for help, but no one comes to help. And I know that some of you 
are in this thing of distress right now. Some of you are in a financial distress. There's just too much month left at the end of the money. Amen? Amen. <laughs> too much month left. Some of you are, are, are just saying, how am I going to pay what i got to pay? A guy went to his bank and, and he said, I'm having trouble with your easy payment plan. Do you have an easier one? <laughs> and they're all hard. Every payment plan is hard. Some of you are in physical distress. Your get up and go just got up and went. <laughs> Energy's gone. Health is gone. Some of you are in relational distress. Your relationship with your kids. Maybe your spouse, your boss. Maybe a friend. It's all crosswise. It, crossways. It's, it's all messed up. It's in distress. There was a bride who felt that way. She got down to the altar to see her husband-to-be, and as she got down to look at her husband-to-be, there he was standing with his set of golf clubs. And she said, Honey, why are your golf clubs doing here? What are they doing here? And he just looked her in the eye and said, Honey, this isn't going to take all day, is it? (laughs) Now, women, that's the beginning of a real relational problem. Amen? That's some real relational distress (laughs) and problem right there. You're going to have dark days, days of disappointment, days of distress, then days of doubt. Days when you you, you just don't know what's going on. Jesus says, the one who walks in the dark does not know where he's going. Maybe you have felt that way, like you've lost your way and you don't know the, the right step to take next. God, what is it? And so you begin to doubt that maybe your goals are ever going to be met. You begin to doubt that your desires will be met, that your finances will be adequate, that your retirement plan will be enough. There are real things that are causing people to feel like they are walking in darkness and they have real doubts about their future. One night a guy was traveling from San Jose down here to L.A. and he got caught in one of those really dense Thule fogs. He could only see about two feet in front of his car, so he decided he'd stick really close to the taillights of the car in front of him. About five minutes later, the guy in front slams on his brakes, and the guy in back slams into him. The man in back gets out, and he says, what in the world are you doing stopping like that? The guy says, well, this is my driveway, you know. (laughs) Sometimes you can't see what you need to see. And you begin to doubt, is there a future for me? And so you need the light of Jesus Christ to show you the way. You'll have dark days of disappointment, distress, and doubt. But then here's the fourth one, days of depression. When you are literally feeling pressed down. You feel the weight of everything that's going on around you. And depression comes when it seems like everything is just caving in on you. And you feel like there's no way out. And so you get depressed and and you feel like, what's the use? And you feel like kind of giving up. And possibly some of you this morning feel like that right now. And maybe you can identify with this scripture. It goes like this, the thought of my pain is bitter poison. I think of it constantly and my spirit is depressed. Some of you are in a major crisis right now. Maybe you're facing a divorce. You never thought you would be there, but now you're staring down the barrel of a divorce. Maybe you're looking at the death of a loved one. 
Maybe you're facing a disease. Maybe there's a debt that you just say, there is no way I'll ever get out. And you don't feel that you can be happy. Even though Easter is coming and soon all the plants are going to be blooming. And even though the the spring is going to spring forth with new life and flowers and colors. You feel like your life will still be dark and dead. And you're saying, Pastor, what an encouraging message. (laughs) But maybe you feel like everybody else's happiness is in, just intensifies your pain. And maybe you feel like David who said, lover, friend, and acquaintance, they're all gone. I'm alone. There's only darkness everywhere. When you're in that kind of situation, you often wonder, does anybody care? Well, today, let this sink deep into your soul. Jesus cares. Jesus, who is God, who is the light, who came, really cares. He cares about you. He cares about the dark days you're facing. He cares about everything you're going through. And you say, well, pastor, if that's true, if God really cares, what's the solution? What's his solution for for my dark days? What's his cure for my disappointing, distressed, doubtful, depressed days? Well, the cure is Jesus himself. The cure is Jesus, God, the light. The Bible says this about him. You, Lord, are my light. You dispel or you drive out my darkness. Folks, in this world, you will have dark days. But write this down. Jesus drives out the darkness. Amen? Amen. The light dispels, the light dismisses, the light drives out the darkness. And there are four ways that Jesus can drive the darkness out of your life. First of all, write this down. He comes and he encourages you. Right when you're sitting in the midst of disappointment, Jesus comes and he encourages you deep down in your soul. David writes this, the Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all. All hope. David found that to be true about God. It is so encouraging to know that God is near. That God has never left you. And maybe you've had some tough times already this year. Maybe you didn't get that promotion you thought you'd get. Maybe you didn't close that sale that you thought you would close. Maybe that project didn't get accomplished. Maybe your dreams didn't materialize. Maybe your health has not improved. And maybe you're asking, where is God in all of this? The truth is, He's where He's always been. Near you and with you. And in disappointing times, it's great to know that He's not only near you, that He's never left you, but that He has a good plan for you. Look what it says right here in Jeremiah. The plans I have for you, says the Lord, Our plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Look at the words hope and future. God says, I don't want to hurt you. I want to help you. I care for you. I have a future for you. Folks, sometimes God 
allows disappointments to come to get your attention. And it's like those disappointments are like flashing red traffic lights. Because you and I know we get to moving pretty fast in life. Amen? (laughs) And sometimes he has to get our attention. And we're going so fast, and most of us are so stubborn like me. Anybody with me? You're stubborn? Got some real stubbornness in your life? Some strong will. He has to allow some of those dark, disappointing things to come around us like a red flashing light to get our attention. To say, you have left me. I am near you, but you are not near me. And he has to get our attention. So he's saying to some of those, those of you, you said, you are in disappointing experiences, I know. Yes, you have pain, you have problems. But my purpose in your life is greater than the problem that you're facing. And there's a purpose behind your pain. It's to get your attention. It's to call you back to me. For you to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And my life, be my Savior, be my Lord. And I'm talking, when I talk about that, I'm not talking about just doing the church thing. I'm not talking about even going to a small group and studying God's Word in the middle of the week. I'm talking about moment by moment, worshiping Jesus as your Savior and your Lord and following Him day by day and moment by moment. Amen? Amen. So, He encourages you when you're disappointed by letting you know that He's with you, that He's working out His plan for you. But secondly, write this down, He also strengthens you. He comes and gives you a strength beyond your own. When you are sitting in the darkness of distress, Jesus strengthens you with His strength. Paul writes about it. He says, I have the strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. Maybe. Some of you ought to put this verse on your refrigerator. Amen? (laughs) You need this verse. I need this verse. He's saying, I have strength for all the things. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through Christ and the power that He gives to me. There is a supernatural power that God can give you that's far beyond your own. And that strength will carry you through the hardest, darkest times. David writes, Even though I go through the deepest darkness, I will not be afraid, Lord, for you are with me. Listen, folks. The darkest part of the night is when Christ's light shines the brightest. When you are the weakest... He gives you a strength beyond your own. When your strength is gone, the strength of God Almighty is still there. Amen? Just because your strength is gone does not impact the strength of Almighty God. His strength is still there. I've experienced it and I want you to experience the strength of God in your life. The truth is this, life is tough, but God is tougher. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. God is tougher than our toughest days. So he encourages you when you're disappointed. He strengthens you when you're distressed. And then he guides you. When you are sitting in the darkness of doubt, you don't know which way to go. Jesus guides you. 
When you're confused, you don't know which step to take, he guides you. Jesus says this, I am the light of the world. So if you follow me, you won't be stumbling in darkness. For living light will flood your path. So what are you worried about? What's keeping you tossing on your pillow at night? What's causing your stomach to be all upset? Whatever it is, there is a reliable source that will steer you in the right direction. There is a reliable source which will give you the direction to go. And that source is Jesus and the word in his Bible. His words are like a flashlight. They will show you where to go and they will keep you from stumbling. God's words will guide you if you'll read them. So he encourages you when you're disappointed, strengthens you when you're distressed. He guides you when you're doubtful and you don't know which way to go. And then, last, he changes you. When you are sitting in the darkness of depression, Jesus comes in and changes you. Now, a lot of times when we're depressed, we try to do things to make us feel better. We try to do things to make us happier. If I can just get to the river again, You know, that's where I think. (laughs) Or if I can just get to my vacation home again. If I can just get to Hawaii again. If I can just do this, then I will be happy. And so we try to make ourselves happy. But when we get depressed, God doesn't want to just pat you on the back and say, Honey, cheer up. No, He wants to change you on the inside. You see, when the light of Jesus shines into your life, When you fully surrender to Jesus, the light, as Savior and Lord, and you walk with Him day by day, He comes in and He brightens you up and He lifts you out of your despair. Amen? Amen. That's what Jesus can do. You can't do it. I can't do it. But Jesus, the light, can change you. And He wants to change you. The Bible says the light within you, that's Jesus, produces only what is good and right and true. So the bottom line is this. When you let Jesus into your life, He brings out the best in you. And that light that's in you drives the darkness out of you. Where Jesus is, darkness has to flee. Darkness has to flee. And you say, well, Pastor, I, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I feel depressed, I feel disappointed. Well, folks, the truth is this. Stuff in this world is dark. And it's always swirling around us all the time. Satan's goal is to get that darkness in us. And sometimes we do yield to it. Yield to it. We, we don't surrender to him as Lord. Jesus as Lord completely. But if you surrender and you follow Jesus day by day, that light will cause that darkness to scoot. <laughs> It'll flee. And so you don't ever have to let any darkness that's swirling out here in you. And where you fully let Jesus reside... There's only light, there is no darkness. And so you can walk through the darkness of this world and you can say in the name of Jesus Christ, be gone from me. And the Bible says if we resist the devil in his darkness, it will flee. Amen? Amen. Read it in in the book of James. He has to flee. So we don't have to put up with that. So maybe you're going through a day of disappointment and distress and doubt and depression. And if that's so, the good news is there is a light that shines in the darkness and his name is Jesus. The Bible says the darkness in our lives disappears and the new light 
of life in Christ shines in. Now, it is one thing to know that Jesus is the light. It's another thing to follow him. It's another thing to ask him to drive out all darkness. So the question is, can you really say this morning, as we begin to move through this Easter week and season, can you say this morning that right now, Palm Sunday weekend, 2013, that you are following Christ? Are you really following him? You might be doing the church thing, might be going to small group, might be going and feeding the homeless in Long Beach, and you might be going on a mission trip. But I mean, daily, are you following Jesus? Are you letting his word penetrate your life? Because if you are, the darkness has to leave. Where Jesus is, no darkness can be. So the first step for some of you is to receive Jesus, the light, into your life. To ask him to forgive you of your sins, come into your life. Save you from the penalty you deserve for your sins. And to prepare a home for you for all eternity. And to cause that personal darkness to flee. It's only through Jesus that your darkness will flee. And so if you haven't done that yet, why not make this the week where you drive down that stake, Palm Sunday, 2013. I decided to follow Jesus. Or if you're already a Christian, you're already really a believer and you've prayed that prayer and you're you're doing a pretty good job following Jesus, but you say, I've kind of fallen off, Pastor. I've kind of gotten distracted. And no, I'm really not seeking and following Jesus the way I should. Would you be, let this be the week, the Sunday, where you drive down that stake and say, from this point on, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, God the light who has come and has promised to drive out all darkness in my life. Would you make this the week you do that? Would you bow your heads with me? Jesus can drive out your darkness. You can invite him into your life this morning by praying this prayer. As I pray, would you just repeat it in your heart and God will hear it. But if you're already a Christian, but you say, I I need to be a better follower, why not pray this prayer right now as well in your heart and recommit your life to him? Here we go. Lord Jesus, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that you lived, that you died in my place, that you paid for my sins, I believe you came alive again. That you stepped out of your tomb. And that you live today. This morning I ask you to be my Savior. And my Lord. I ask you to enter my life. Shine your light in me. Make the darkness disappear. Fill me with your life and your light. And I will follow you. This morning, if you prayed that prayer with all heads bowed, would you just say, Pastor, I want to confess this because the Bible says that if I'll confess Jesus before men, that... I'll be confessed 
by Jesus before the Father. Would you just lift your hand and say, I want to confess that I prayed that prayer. Awesome. Wonderful. Whether it's for the first time or whether it's a recommitment, just lift your hand. Yes. Awesome. Father, it thrills my heart to know that when any of us come, you welcome us as we sang this morning with open arms. We can run into your arms and and you'll accept us. You won't turn us away. You'll accept us, forgive us, cleanse us, wash us, make us whiter than snow. That's what your word tells us. And so, Lord, for those who prayed that prayer, I pray that you'd give them an overwhelming sense that you have washed them clean, that your light has come, and that you now live in their hearts and lives. I pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.